I have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. Could you be the author of this quote? I could, totally could, but probably you recognized Mark Twain. He wrote that. And this episode came from a question from one of my clients to the, on the tendency we often have to think about the worst case scenarios. What can we do about it? Stay tuned. Bonjour, life's forklers, it's Claire from Integrity Life with practical wisdom and tools for unconventional humans to balance yourself, create an unapologetic life and feel alive from the inside out. Show notes as usual on the website integrallyalive.com. So these last days, shopping has turned into an interesting experience in my neighborhood, probably yours as well. Quite everything on my list and not, nothing fancy really, like rather basic stuff, bananas, you know, eggs. I couldn't find like empty shelves everywhere. Actually, I tried to do some shopping, would be more accurate. And I am in Australia right now, but I, I think panic buying is happening a bit all over the world right now, and at least in many, many countries. And you probably know exactly what I mean because you had the same experience. Um, here it started a while ago, and there was actually no need back then. And there is still no need to buy so much. We are not confined. We can still go shopping every day. We have food in Australia as a whole as food. There's no need right now to go into this much buying. So it's really typically panic buying. Um, just before Australia, I was in Vietnam. And Vietnam is the neighbors of China, you know, so they, have, you know, they could worry a bit at the time, especially at the time. Um, it was really growing big in, in China, but the atmosphere was quite different. Uh, I saw a lot more prevention there and much less panic. It might have changed now. I, it was um, a few weeks ago now, uh, but the contrast when I arrived in Australia was really big between the two countries and the two atmospheres. So... A few weeks ago, even before all of that, uh, a client asked me, as I told you, um, she said, Claire, I, I keep thinking about the worst case scenarios. I cannot live peacefully. How can I stop that? And I had some podcasts called, recorded already at that time. So interestingly, the first free slot to answer this question is this week, right now. <laughs> when this topic has become even more true and more spread than ever due to, you know, the situation we have right now. So let's dive into it. Thinking about the worst case scenarios is also called catastrophe anxiety or catastrophic imagination or catastrophic thinking. And some theories explain this tendency by the fact that to survive as a species, it was always more important to notice the danger than what was going well. I mean, think about it a minute. If there is danger around you and you don't notice, well, you might get hurt. Like you might get into big troubles, get hurt, get killed, who knows? But 
if you don't notice, let's say, the beautiful sunset tonight, you're missing out a very nice experience. There will be a sunset tomorrow as well, maybe not as beautiful, but you know, you will have other sunsets. So you will be fine. You will still be able to have kids and perpetuate the species. So this is not as important as noticing the danger. I'm not sure how much I buy into this theory, but it seems to be a case that humans do tend to obsess over what could go wrong much more than over what could go amazingly well. So let's, let's see what we can do with that. And the first thing that we can do with it is orienting our minds. Instead of what you want to avoid, remember what you do want. And I will give a simple practice to calm down the nervous system so you produce different thoughts in, to begin with. But first, let's talk a little bit about orienting your mind in a better direction because that can help too. So keeping your attention on what you do want and what you can do to make it reality. There will probably be things you don't have control over and things you have control over. Be aware of what you don't have control over. It might be interesting to take this into account, but focus on what you do have control over. The main problem with catastrophic thinking is we focus exactly on what we want to avoid and often on things that are completely beyond our control, like the international economy, decisions that governments make, etc. Precisely because we have no control over it, we are caught in a loop of what if. And that keeps us in a sense of helplessness because by definition we cannot do anything about it so we feel helpless and we think about it and we continue to think about it and we feel more helpless and we feel, uh, you get the idea vicious loop so as much as it is important to be aware of these once we recognize we cannot do anything about it then focus instead on what we want and what we can actually do that's really helpful You know, what will happen in the future might be uncertain. However, what we can do today, we can choose. The present in the, is the only moment in time that we can influence directly. And our future depends on what we do now. So focus action in the present will get you to the future you want. So what is the best that can happen? What do you want and what are you going to do for it? Now, okay, so you shifted your attention on what you can do now and on what you want, but you do still find yourself going into catastrophic imagination. And sometimes it feels like, I know, I know it's useless to think about this, but it's like I can't help it. It's like my body is doing it by itself. And it kind of is. Because the stress response happens in the body and influences your thoughts. So 
Now, I invite you to a simple exploration to change this response and calm down your nervous system so you produce different thoughts. And I learned this practice of somatic orienting with my teacher, Irene Lyon. It's a practice that comes from somatic experiencing developed by uh, Peter Levine, and it's a body-oriented approach to healing trauma and stress-related issues. So this practice helps slow down the nervous system and calm it down. And first, um, let me say that if your nervous system has been functioning in alert on quite a while, it might feel strange at first, because you're not used to do it anymore at least. So I recommend for the first times you do it, to do it in a comfortable and safe space at home when you know you won't be disturbed. You know, a bit like preparing for meditation. Once you've done it a few times and you know the steps, then you know when and where to take the practice. And it is so easy and so simple that you really can do it anytime that you can give it your full attention. So not when you're driving, for example, not when you're crossing the streets, but pretty much any other time. And it can be done in a few minutes too, so it's really easily portable. So right now, I'm going to present you the steps and like guide you through the steps, but I recorded an extended guided exploration that you can download and take it with you to follow and you will find the link you know on the show notes on the website integrallyalive.com but for now let's go through the steps so first step arrange yourself in a comfortable seated or standing position and i really mean comfortable it you don't have to cross your legs like you know meditation kind of posture, you actually don't have to take any posture in specifically. Just don't collapse like you would sink in your couch either, but be comfortable. And you can totally support your back on your chair if you want to, or all of this is completely fine. So be comfortable and start with noticing your breath. And just observe it. Be like a kind witness. No need to change anything. You're just listening, observing. And then the second step is to bring your attention to your supports. So you are sitting on a chair, maybe on a couch, on the ground. Whatever you sit on, feel your buttocks meeting this support and your feet on the ground. So you're shifting and you're expanding your attention to the support of your environment. And then you expand your awareness further out. You observe the external environment around you. So slowly look around, notice what you see. For me, as I am recording this podcast, I can see my computer, my desk, some pens, I can see my teapot, 
the mouse. If I look further, I can see my bag on the ground. I can see my shoes. So look around and look slowly. Slowly become aware of what is around you. And now you are aware of the movements you make to observe all of this. So your eyes are moving, your head, your neck are moving. And again, there's nothing to change, but observe the quality of these movements as you observe around you. And now further in, observe and notice your body sensations. Some might be uncomfortable and some will be comfortable and pleasant. Notice them all and let them free. So what's happening in your face, in your shoulders, in your arms, in your chest, in your abdomen, in your back, in your pelvis, in your legs. So you go through all these sensations and you let them be. So this exploration really is an expansion of awareness, step by step. So breath, the support, further away what's around you, the movements you make to notice what's around you, and your body sensations. Each step, you're expanding your awareness and sometimes maybe it's a shift rather than an expansion and it's okay. You notice that as well. And as we are at the end of this exploration, and again, we did it really quickly. And in the first times, it's really interesting to go much slower but you will be able to do that with the um, recorded version. But maybe you can notice now, even as we did just this condensed version, that the quality of your presence has shifted. So you can be present to that as well and notice. Be a witness to yourself. And how would it be to go through your day with this quality of presence. Just notice what comes. And that's all for now. So this really simple practice is helping shift the nervous system from sympathetic to parasympathetic and calming down and balancing. And the more you do it, and the more it becomes a a kind of habit, the more your nervous system is going to learn balance. Because a healthy nervous system is not 
the nervous system that always stays in like the parasympathetic, for example. And if you don't know what sympathetic and parasympathetics are, I mentioned it in some podcasts, the one uh, on the badging, and it's something I touch upon quite uh, often. These are the two phases of our nervous system. Sympathetic is like action, to really sum it up, it's action, and parasympathetic is like nourishment, and we need those both, and we need adaptation. We need our nervous system to be able to go from one to the other, to the other, to the other, when we need it. So it's really about being able to regulate and to adapt to what is in the present. So that's why this kind of expression is really helpful because it does exactly that. It helps regulate. And so it shows the way for your nervous system to do that. And the more you do it, the more you are teaching your nervous system how to do it. And it, then after a while, it just happens because you now your nervous system has learned how to do it. So that's it. Again, you can find the expanded facilitation in the show notes for an easy guided experience. Try it and let me know what you discovered. You can you know, come and comment on any of my posts this week on Facebook or Instagram. Or um, I also know that it's, it can be touchy to share about these kind of things publicly. So if it's your case, feel free to get in touch with me directly. It's, it's okay. I'm actually quite friendly. So feel free. And that's it. That was your weekly dose of fierce love a mix of love and brutal honesty boom life just got more sparkling thanks for being there subscribe so you get your weekly dose and in this troubled time take good care of yourself i deeply appreciate your presence take care and i will be seeing you in the next episode and maybe i can a facebook live <laughs> these days i'm <laughs> I've got only a bit more uncertainty than usually. So. But if I can, I will be there for the usual Facebook Live on Thursday. Bye.